Welcome to PLSJ's podcast, where the Public Library of Steubenville in Jefferson County shares with you our favorite quirky questions, finds out what leaders in our community are reading, interviews local authors, and so much more. Hello, hi there. My name is OJ Meeks. I'm the tech coordinator for the Library of Steubenville in Jefferson County. We often have patrons come into our libraries for tech help hoping that someone can help them out with their electronic devices. I'm going to tell you about three things you can do to make library tech help go a lot faster. These three things are in no particular order. Also, the names have been changed to protect those whose true stories I use as examples. All names have been changed to a fictional name. Any resemblance to an actual person is completely coincidental. Number one. Please kindly clean off your device before you come into the library for tech help. I have seen a lot of dirty devices. I have wondered why a device is wet when it is not raining outside. I realize everyone forgets things. After all, it's not germy to you. But if I can't convince you to clean your device for us to help you, I can tell you a true story of one of the most deplorable devices I have ever seen. This older, very attractive lady came in one day for a scheduled tech help. She told me she had just gotten off the morning train. Now, to my knowledge, we don't have a morning train around here. I instantly thought, maybe she's just a little forgetful. To protect her identity, I will call her Sheena Weston. Well, Sheena Weston was distraught because her tablet just wouldn't work. It turned on, but the touchscreen was completely unresponsive. Supposed to play my games, she asked. My screen is so bad, I can't even see Kenny Rogers on the YouTube. That man was a hottie in his day. He can stay with me anytime. I thought to myself, well, that was way too much information. I told Sheena Weston, okay, Sheena Weston, I'll see what I can do. She said, call me, Sheena. So I called her Sheena Weston. Sheena Weston's tablet resembled a regular tablet from a distance, but upon closer inspection, I found it had a very strange looking screen. The screen glowed, so I knew that it was functioning. When Sheena Weston handed me her precious tablet, I could not feel the actual screen. It looked like Sheena Weston had eaten scrambled eggs repeatedly on the screen of her tablet. And let's just say, Sheena Weston was a very messy eater. A tablet screen with texture like that shouldn't have been possible. This had to have broken one or several laws of physics. I'm not casting aspersions on anyone who thinks otherwise, but a tablet isn't a breakfast or dinner plate. I suppressed a substantial gag reflex. I calmly told Porcina Weston that I might be able to fix her tablet. I informed her that I would return with some tools. Tons of lens cleaner and several washcloths made her tablet good as new. Sheena Weston then told me, Thank you! Without even a hint of embarrassment. Sheena Weston then walked away and proclaimed to nobody in particular, I didn't know you were supposed to clean those things. Then she hummed the tune, For Your Eyes Only, 
all the way out of the library. Imagine that. Now on to the second thing that you can do to prepare yourself for library tech help. Bring your passwords in with you if you have them. We often have to go into certain settings on your device to fix it for you. These settings almost always require a password. Things will go a lot faster if you have your password with you. It's common knowledge that a password needs to be strong. A password also needs to be kept secure. I'll tell you of a true story from years ago when I first started helping people with tech. There was a short, thin little old man that needed assistance with his email. This guy was cool. I mean, this guy was freaking awesome. I will never forget him. His brown pants were held up with suspenders high up to his chest. This showed off his incredible socks that did not match. One sock was blue, one sock was tan. He had a full six inches of sock on display. It was magnificent. He had a cane and could not stand for very long. Unfortunately for him, he was using one of our stand-up internet terminals. The fact that he was tired of standing contributed to his very verbal frustration with the computer he was using. A thick cloud of profanity still lingers above where that computer once was. At any moment, his cane was going to go through that computer screen. I knew this because he physically held his cane like a spear to gut the computer screen. I had to do something right away. To protect his identity, I'll call him George Clowney. I said, excuse me, sir, can I help you? A considerable amount of uncomfortable time passed as he finished his verbal assault of the computer he was using. He then turned to me and said, what? I'm hard of hearing. You're going to have to speak up. I then asked, can I help you, sir? The old man retorted, sir, don't call me, sir. The name's George Clowney. Just call me George. So I called him George Clowney. George Clowney gruffly spouted, My back hurts. I gotta go sit down. I got a chair for George Clowney. I asked George Clowney if he needed to go to the ER due to the pain he was having. George Clowney gruffly spouted, What do you think I look like? Some kind of invalid? I don't think you understand the gravity of the situation, kid. I'm old. Then he said a few more words I can't repeat. I just stared at him in awe. I snapped out of it when George Clowney told me, I know I'm devastatingly good looking, but you gotta stop staring at me, kid. George Clowney then told me, I'm trying to get my parts from a tractor special order. Them idiots told me I gotta use a computer. I'm 89 years old. I don't have no computer at home. Them knuckleheads told me they would send an email so I could order my tractor parts. I can't find my email anywhere on that stupid computer of yours. I can find it on my tablet, but not on that stupid computer. I said to George Clowney, you might be able to order your parts from your tablet. George Clowney leaned menacingly forward, both hands on the top of his cane. His suspenders started to strain from the pressure to hold his pants up high to his chest. He bellowed across the library. Them idiots told me I gotta use a computer. 
There ain't no talking any sense to none of them. All I do on my tablets is check my email and watch Golden Girls. I like that, uh, the Catch a Neighbor episode. It's my favorite one. I watch that over and over. There's a good looking fella in that episode. I thought that was oddly specific, but I was thoroughly entertained. I love cranky old people. They have no filter and they just don't care. I walked over to the computer George Clowney was using. I proceeded to navigate to George Clowney's email address after he literally shouted it to me. By now, we had drawn a crowd. I caught a slight grin on that cranky old man's weathered face. George Clowney was clearly starting to enjoy this. I walked over to George Clowney to get the password to his email address. I didn't want the whole world to hear him spout it out. I asked him to write it down on a piece of paper. I walked back over to the computer. As I entered his password, I was horrified when he shouted as loud as anyone could possibly be at the library. Breakers! All small letters, breakers. I use breakers for everything. That's the only password I use is breakers. I'm too old to remember anything else, so I just use breakers. I don't care who knows. Now everybody knows George Clowney's password. Okay, last but not least, please fully charge your device before you bring it into the library for tech help. We can't fix your device if your battery is dead. It is also a good idea to bring your charging cords with you as well, just in case. Speaking of batteries not being charged, I will leave you with a true story of a man who needed help with his device. He was a good-looking, sharp-dressing man who appeared to be in his 50s. To protect his identity, I'll call him Denzel Washington. He was having trouble logging onto his tablet. Although his tablet was low on battery life, I was able to help him with his login problem. His tablet also needed a very important update, but there just wasn't enough battery life left to do it. Denzel Washington was so happy I helped him log back into his tablet. Denzel Washington said he would return the next day with a fully charged battery so I could perform the update. Denzel Washington returned the next day excited that I was helping him with his tablet. After I performed the update, I said, Denzel Washington, I think you are good to go now. Denzel Washington told me, No, man. We're friends now. Call me Denzel. So I called him Denzel Washington. Washington told me, Hey, man. I feel unstoppable now. Like a runaway freight train. You feel me? I said, Yeah. I feel you. I feel you, Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington made many more visits into the library for various phone and tablet problems. I was always glad to help him because he had this incredibly infectious smile. After a while, he stopped coming in. I wondered what had happened to Denzel Washington. One day I received a call from a patron about 20 minutes before my shift ended. To my surprise, it was Denzel Washington. I hadn't heard from him in months. Denzel Washington told me, Hey man, I got a problem. Could you help a brother out? I said, of course. What do you need? Denzel Washington replied, I need some chips. I said, you need some chips? What do you mean you need some chips? 
Denzel Washington said, I'm in a bad way and I don't have anybody. I'm in the hospital, man. I need some chips. Could you stop at the store and get me some? I'll pay you back. I said, sure. I get off work in about 20 minutes. Denzel Washington screamed with delight. That's great, man. I need some Lay's and some Ruffles and uh, some Fritos. Big bags, family bags. I'm in room 54, man. I went to the store, bought the chips, family size, of course. Then I headed to the hospital. When I arrived at room number 54, I saw Denzel Washington in all his glory, smiling that infectious smile ear to ear, absolutely ecstatic that I had arrived. Denzel Washington told me, you did it, man. You came through for me, man. I had no one else to call. I'll never forget this. How much do I owe you? I told Denzel Washington he didn't owe me anything. He said, come on, man, I gotta give you something. I told him, don't worry about it. That's what friends do. He eagerly looked inside the grocery bag at his family-sized bags of chips. His eyes were beaming. Then his eyes darted to the hallway in case there was anyone spying as he quickly hid his stash of chips after opening a bag and partaking their salty goodness, of course. We talked for a bit and I wish Denzel Washington a speedy recovery. A couple months later, I arrived at work to find out Denzel Washington left a surprise for me. It was an unusual surprise. It was an actual full suit with dress pants. I was puzzled to say the least. Denzel Washington called me later that same day and asked, Hey man, did you get the suit? I said, yes, thank you. He said, look man, you really stepped up for me getting those chips like that. I had no one else to call and you stepped up. This is my gift to you in appreciation of that. That blue suit was my brother-in-law's. You two look to be about the same size. He passed away a while ago. I thought it would be perfect for you. I said, wow. I'm really sorry about your brother-in-law. Denzel Washington solemnly replied, there are two kinds of pain in this world. The pain that hurts, the pain that alters. I did not know why he said that, but then he told me this. Yeah, man, we bought that blue suit for him to be shown. Horrified, I said, shown? You mean shown in a casket? Denzel Washington said, yeah, man. That blue suit's only been worn one time. It's a good suit. Thank you, Denzel Washington, for giving me a suit an actual dead man was wearing after he died. I still, to this day, have that blue suit. I have never tried it on for fear that it is haunted by Denzel Washington's dead brother-in-law. Thank you all for listening. See you next time. Thanks for listening to PLSJ's podcast. Visit us in person at your library branch or online at steubenvillelibrary.org.